Wednesday, Second Print Nation. It is indeed time once again for your favorite podcast of all time, the Second Print Comics Podcast. Do not forget to follow us anywhere and everywhere. We are always at Second Print Pod on Instagram, at Second Print Pod on Twitter. I believe very soon uh, OnlyFans.com slash Second Print Pod. At least that's what I believe my usual partner in crime, Remzo Martinez, is doing while he is out on assignment this week. But in his stead, I have what some might call an upgrade. I, I'm, I'm certainly not saying that, but some people have been. Yeah, he is our friend, Jim Werner from the Weird Science family of podcasts. We got Weird Science DC, Weird Science Marvel, uh, Weird Science H- Hentai. I mean, there, there's just a plethora Everything. of Weird Science podcasts coming. But uh, Jim, welcome back to SBC. Thank you, Mark. And I, not an upgrade, but especially if we're, if we're doing OnlyFans, you don't want to see that. <laughs> you don't want to go. I said at one point, if I did an OnlyFans, it would specifically be to pay to get me off it it would be just a disaster uh and yeah thanks for having me on taking a little bit of the place can't take the place of remzo but filling in uh for this week at least now well remzo as always is, is a work in progress working on his reading skills and uh you know we're getting there with him but uh you know it's, it's nice to have someone who's been fully literate i believe since since a relatively young age as far as i know somewhat that my mom tells me that I, <laughs> she says that i was an early reader but still uh, i don't trust her I don't like her or trust her, <laughs> so we, we won't go by that. Well, yeah, that seems like an issue to work out maybe in another, another exactly. venue. But, but uh, so, Jim, I, you know, and since you are a guest in, in my home this week, uh, I invited you to produce today's episode and to suggest what book we're going to be looking at. And, well, I'll just let you set it up because I, I knew nothing about this going in except that Jim was enthusiastic about it, which, which told me something. But I'll let you set this one up for us. It was funny because you asked me to do it. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do it. And then I started thinking, like, what should we do? And I said to you, I'll get back to you. I'll end up, I'll think some things. And then I think it was like two minutes later. I'm like, <laughs> hey, you want to do Chainsaw Man? You want to do some manga? Uh, and I thought that that would be some sort of, uh, you know, a change, something different. I thought it'd be kind of cool to do that. But in the back doorway, I was evil trying to get you into manga more. And this is a book and a chapter that I've actually suggested to a lot of people to read if they wanted to get into manga and see how different it can be and how cool it can be. And it's mainly because this was one of, if not the first chapter that I read, getting into manga. I'd heard a bunch of things, people suggested it. And I thought, okay, I could read this. I'm like, Chainsaw Man, that sounds crazy. And going in, never thought of this, what it would be. And we even said beforehand, it's hard to explain it. You know, the elevator pitch is very wacky, doesn't make sense. And you would think it would be a wreck. But I just wanted you to read it to realize that it's all about the heart. It's all about the heart and what we have inside, because it is actually (laughs) a really good way to show that manga deals a lot with characters and the idea of developing a character in a first chapter, because we'll talk about it as we go on. These first chapters usually have a very specific deal to it, a little difference than others, but it is Chainsaw Man by Tatsuki Fujimoto. And I hope that this does get some people inspired who have heard about manga, because a lot of times, I mean, the things that me and you talk about on our regular podcasts and things like that, 
unfortunately, a lot of people have a little bit of a, it's not a bias, but they're almost afraid to admit that, like, oh, that manga, because all you hear mm-hmm. is the manga is going to take over the comics you love. Oh my God, it's killing the comics that I love. It's like I the don't new like red it. scare. You know, exactly. if we let it in, it's going to take everything exactly. over all of our institutions. So <laughs> you don't want to admit it. So you want to, you don't want to fight back or just like, oh, it's not for me. And there are some obstacles to it. Obviously, people would know a lot of the obstacles reading it right to left. That's the biggest one. There's also a little cultural divide and things like that. But I think once you jump in, you realize that, yeah, it's, it's still comics. It's just a little different and they do it a little different way. Uh, which I hope that once we go through this, we'll explain it and kind of get that a little demystified and people will then try this out, at least this one chapter, because I think most people who read this will be impressed by it. Uh, I hope so. And I hope you're impressed by it. I hope that this doesn't end up, you know, getting you in a, a rabbit hole that you can never come out of. I mean, That's I, my I, biggest I, fear. With yeah, everything. I've had some people that I talked to. I have a, a friend, Andrew. He just, I'll read this one thing. Next thing, it's like, I just read 15 chapters. I did this, but we'll we'll talk about it when we get into it, obviously. That's always my biggest resistance to getting into something new. It's uh, something that somebody suggests, uh, whether it's just a certain series or a movie or books or whatever it may be. My fear is not that I won't like it. My fear is that I'll like it. (laughs) And I'm so insane with things that when I get into something, I get in it. I get all the way in it. So if I if I get and I did get into this, I'll, I'll say right now. So I, I, I'm I'm afraid of what the next few weeks of my life may look like in my relationships and, and all that. Exactly. Stuff. We'll see. Uh, but you know, this is this is more important. And that that's a fun thing, though. It is actually exciting to think like, oh my god, I like this so much more than I thought I would. And then think of you know, you could you could relax a little. There's a lot of time. There's a lot of books, <laughs> and there are a ton. And and I think that one of the things just before we get into the specific chapter. When you end up talking about it, it's the same thing. You know, I'll, I'll tell everybody here, I'm a K-pop fan, right? So, and I wasn't at one point. But then you realize, just like manga, just like anything, when you think of something, you think of it as a broad stroke deal. Oh, manga. There it is. And then when you start reading it, you realize, wait a second, there's all these genres. There's all these differences. There's all these things. It's not just one thing. It's almost like saying just like like cartoons or something. Yeah, it's like exactly. That doesn't say anything about the content. Yeah, exactly. You end up that broad deal. And then when you get into it, it is a little overwhelming, but it's in a fun way of like, oh, my God, I didn't realize there were. And I'm telling you, the genres of manga are through the roof. You if you end up and again, I'll bring it back to the K-pop deal. It's almost like a boy band where you have, you know, that manga's for the studious fellow. That one's for the bad boy. And the bad boy always raps, as we know, in the uh, boy bands. But it's just such a broad deal that it, it just. I do get excited talking about it. So I have to settle down myself now so we can actually get into the chapter because in the manga world, usually, if not all the time, the first chapters are oversized. So when you ended up reading this, it is about 50 some pages. The other chapters will not be. They usually go from like a progression of 50. Some of them are like 90 and up. Mm -hmm. But then the next one will dial it down to say like a 30, 28 page. Then the next one will go down on and when you get to it you're usually around a 19 page chapter each time and that's one of the things that i really do enjoy because it, it i i'm a slow reader i i may be literate but i'm not a fast reader me and remzo are probably together there uh, that that is fascinating to hear that is fascinating <laughs> to hear because i'm always amazed by how much comics you read and talk about every week so the idea so i just assumed you were a fast reader so the fact that you're doing that slowly makes it even more impressive. it's a battle 
every time i'm like oh and and i i don't retain things as much as it's a struggle sometimes but with 19 page chapters and a lot of the a lot of the pages have two or three panels you get through it quick but they end up you don't feel like you didn't get enough but you have a sense of accomplishment actually when you're reading these that you could say Oh my God, I just read 20 chapters and you, you feel like, man, I must have really liked it. It has so many little things. And I'll, I'll point out some other things that people aren't aware of while we go through this, some of the ways that they tell the stories and things like that. But we could just, if you want to get into it, we could get into it. Your thing. And I, yeah, like from the jump, as, as you talked about, it is a little jarring at first to train your brain to not just turn the page. Well, there's not, I mean, I'm looking at this app, so it's not really pages, but to go in the, even to hit the arrow button in the left direction instead of the right direction is kind of a weird thing. But I think even more difficult to get used to. And look, I have some experience with this. I was raised as, as a young Jewish boy. So we learned to read Hebrew from uh, right to left as well. So I was able to hearken back to my younger self, but it is, it is something a little getting used to because I, I would even find myself some pages starting to read the page, even though I knew I was going right to left, I would read the page left to right and it wouldn't make sense. And I'd be like, oh, nope, I, I got to go. You know, I got to go to the right side of this page and look over. So it takes a little getting used to. And uh, one thing just from the jump, you know, the first two pages here are in color and then it went to back black and white. Is that a common thing for this kind of book? That's a common thing when a series starts. Usually the first two chapters of a series, especially the Shonen Jump stuff, it'll have a color page to start and then a you know, a credits page in color. Then when you go off and you'll have it all in black and white, black and white, then occasionally, and, and it's kind of like a neat little surprise. And my man, Luke Hollywood, little shout out, he ends up, he'll send me, no, oh my God, this got a color page this week because if something's <laughs> doing well, that's like a special bonus. You oh, end up okay. getting it. And it almost feels like, in my mind, like a really cool variant cover because all of a sudden you end up, oh my God, it's in color and they usually do it all out and you have that and you get excited. But Usually then after, and when you get it in trade, a lot of times you'll just go full black and white. They won't even, I, it's something that I wish they would do, but when they do the trade, I guess to put those couple pages in color, you know, down, it, it causes problems with the printing or whatever. Mm -hmm. So it would be all in black and white. So you get used to it. And that's the thing too. I've seen some of the Western comics. DC has just done a uh, Gotham, future state Gotham. And they make it black and white to play it off. Oh, it's like a manga. It's not quite like that. When you think of this and, and people say, oh, that's another. And it's another block that you have to jump over. You know, the idea, oh, it's black and white. Oh, I don't like it. It's, it's detailed black and white. And, and they end up giving you like really solid inks in that as well. So it doesn't feel unfinished. It just is black and white. I mean, people who have read Walking Dead should be used to that as well. And I think there's always some sort of thing where. Like you said, with the Hebrew, it, it ends up where there's a lot of things when you go, because a lot of times when you're reading it, even the word bubbles at first are confusing of where to go. In the, but it ends up by the end, I think usually by the end of this first chapter, you kind of realize, oh, my, I, I, I got it. I ended up not thinking about it near the end and, and went forward with it. It actually reminds me of I played hockey all my life and trying to get people into hockey and watching it. You almost have to go see it live. Yes, that's absolutely true. I never enjoyed hockey till someone made me go to a game. And then I said, this is amazing. It's so it's a completely live experience with hockey. And then when you go back to watching it, say, on television, then suddenly you realize that you know where. Because a lot of times in, when you're televised game, you don't see the puck if it's on yes. the one board or whatnot. But once you go and see how the flow of the game is live, it clicks. And I think that that's just what this does, too. It ends up clicking 
boom, I get it. And then you go forward. And then the, the problem then is, and now I've done, and I've read a lot of stuff with this, but it's weird jumping back and forth. Like I'll read this chapter and then I got to read Batman. And then you kind of, it takes that little, oh man. And then I start thinking, man, I can't get these Western comics down. And I, it's, it makes me laugh when I, but that doesn't happen. After a while, everything clicks, you get in that mode. But those first couple pages, those color pages, they do go away. This is almost like the, hey, everybody, it's brand new. Let's go. But one of the things that you do have, like this first page, because you're introduced to our main character, Denji, but also the cutest thing ever. And to think of a dog that has a chainsaw coming out of its face. It has a tail that's the pull string. Thinking of that as cute is so weird, but he is. He's the (laughs) cutest thing ever. And he ends up, Denji's talking and sets up this idea that he's in so bad a debt that he's been selling testicles. He has a patch because he sold his eye. He's talking about this just crippling debt that he has. But what I like about it, where you already get from that first page, which usually these first pages, a lot of times they'll hit you. You don't even know what's going on because this might even be something that they'll explain later in the thing. It's just boom, it's there. But these two seem happy. Even though they're talking about selling balls and eyes <laughs> and kidneys and things like that, because the big deal is the best way to pay off a debt for him in this is to kill monsters. He's a devil hunter. And then we'll learn about that as we go and we'll learn how this is. I, I often think when I read this chapter, the tomato monster, the tomato devil at the first is a weird choice. For a first monster, because it's more ridiculously goofy <laughs> than really horrific. It's kind of both at once somehow. It's like, it's, it's just, there's a bunch of like human arms coming out just to kind of, yeah, and we're going to try to describe these things. Honestly, go to Shonen Jump, the app. Uh, well, I don't get any commission for this. I don't think Jim does either. But you can read these for free, the first three chapters. So no excuse this week. And I'm glad you brought that up because that's the other thing. And, and you even said you had heard me pushing the app. I had mm-hmm. nothing to do with any sort of fine. I, I wish I did. We push so many apps. We're always pushing Marvel Unlimited, Hoopla. Yeah, and it's yeah, like, and I, I, I love wish I got those. money for this, but they're just genuinely great value. And me and you have talked about, even on podcasts together, how much we love the Marvel app. How we think it's the greatest, even though they yeah. took off that random comic that yeah, really that stuck. Is, don't I think about me, it all the time. I'm like, Mark got screwed. I get so upset. I, I thought about that last <laughs> week. But the Shonen Jump app, this is where when people talk and we could we could have had a podcast just talking about, OK, manga versus Western comics. And it's going to come up a bit here. But this is one of the things that blow people's minds. I even have to sell you because there's apps out there and the companies give you the first three chapters for free, totally free. You get on that app and you could read those. They also give you the last three chapters that have come out. I found that interesting. So the most recent book, it's just like if we go and say Western, it would be like DC on Tuesday, Batman releases and you could read it in the app immediately for free, for free. And, and they do this and it blows people's minds. People think, because I said there's another app that's tied in with this one. People get confused, but I'm sure you'll put them in the show notes. But there's a Manga Plus app. And I said to you, you can read so much for free, but I have to keep saying it's totally legal because I don't want people to think that I am pushing something illegal or, you know, they, you know. It feels like it shouldn't be. <laughs> it's I like know. They, they're not really giving these new issues out, but, but yes, they are. Yeah. And so and they do it digitally. And then they release the trades. They don't have individual. They have a magazine in, in Japan. That's fine. But individually, they have the apps. They go full digital here. 
and then they release the trades. Oh, so these don't even come out as issues, physical no, issues? No, they'll come oh. out in the magazine. And some things aren't even on the magazine. This is a jump start deal. They have a lot of different things. It gets confusing, but they usually have about 2021 20, titles that come in in an anthology shown in Jump magazine that's in Japanese. Mm. So, you know, it's not going to do us good anyway. So in the West, you're reading it digitally. And then people buy the trades. I don't. I'm not a guy who collects things. I'm all digital, even with DC, Marvel, independent. So the thing that blows my mind, the thing that I think DC ends up, and Marvel and everybody, they don't realize that these trades, when you hear about manga, that's what you hear. It's selling so great. But the people that are reading and buying these trades in immense amount, millions and millions, they've already read the chapters. Yeah, They just then support it with the trade. And it's something that I think that the Western comics don't seem to want to embrace that people, even if you give them something for free in one format, they will actually support you in another. And it's pretty crazy. Uh, and again, if you see the numbers, they're insane. They, the amount that these things sell. And so, yeah, you go and like you said, though, this tomato, you're right. It is horrific. It, it's a tomato <laughs> monster with eyes, uh, a mouth, and it's just running around. And I can imagine, and, and just as an aside too, an anime is coming out. Next Ooh. month, I think Luke told me for Chainsaw Man. Well, that's so perfect people timing. can even see that. Yeah. Yeah. That's why another reason why I picked it. I thought it would be fresh off the presses here, at least, you know, in the deal. And so when I don't know that I want to see this thing running around on those arms as legs <laughs> and oh my God. And I, I, I mean, wanted if you to saw have this in real life. You would be absolutely horrified. You might giggle a little <laughs> bit too. You're like a fucking tomato. Really? But what? But you'd be running. Yeah. Oh, I'd be running and I'd be changing my underwear afterwards <laughs> if I wore it. But you end up, I could just imagine I want to have that sound effect, like tick -a -tick -a -tick -a, like the, the <laughs> piano taps as it runs, like a goofy deal. But it's so horrific. And he ends up taking it down and then boom, we're really into the meat of the thing. We hit the black and white and you end up where he and you have a lot of blood, but it is lessened by the black and white. But you see that it's all over the place. And he's talking to a guy and says, hey, this is one. It's a tomato devil, sir. You should burn it because the seeds will end up sprouting. It's kind of like a whole <laughs> gardening thing. And then you see this guy and you don't know this connection. And this guy's like, all right, good job. And you're like, oh, man, that's nice. He's got a nice boss, doesn't he? And I say, oh, this will fetch a happy sum. And he gives them this reward. And then you realize that what the debt we saw at the beginning, this is part of that. And you really, you really see that Denji either, you know, he's a trusting kid. He may not be great with numbers because he doesn't realize that he's caught in a racket. And it's like the company store type of deal. You know, mm -hmm. I'll give you the paycheck, but now you have to give me all this back for all these things. And we get to the heart of the matter of our main character who you, you feel bad for. You, you want to root for him right away because he is a kid whose main goal in life, we find out, is to get jam on his toast. That's all he wants. That's all this kid dreams of because he's ha he's, he has nothing. And it gets even worse. It gets so sad. Uh, but what did you think right away about the, the characters and how it was playing out? I think one thing that really strikes me is, is something you mentioned that they just seem to be joyous, both uh, Denji and uh, Pochita here. And but you immediately, I mean, even in that first page, you realize like what hell this kid, you don't know the backstory, but you know what hell he's been going through. I mean, he's selling his testicle and talking about it whimsically. Like, and I think this is another example of something you would just never 
I don't think you'd ever see this in an American comic, indie or not. No. Like it just just wouldn't happen. A teenager whimsically talking about selling his balls for like sixty thousand yen. Um, so you you have sympathy for these characters, but they they also seem like they're having a good time because, like you said, they're even though they're you know demon hunters and uh, you know one of them's a, a chainsaw, a dog with a chainsaw through it. They, there is an innocence about them as well. Uh, oddly, even though they're out dealing with these you know tomato demons or what have you. Where they're just like you said, they're they're obviously caught in a racket and don't really realize it. They're just they just think, you know, this is the way the world is. Yeah, of course. There's a of course there's a hundred seventy thousand dollar debt and interest payment and a finder's fee, and then now we have what like a hundred? I think yeah, one thousand eight hundred yen left, and then and then they have bills and stuff. So I think by the end of that, he says we have like a hundred yen left, and so we can afford tonight a piece of bread, just the bread, no jam, no butter, which is where his his sort of dreams of one day having. Uh, jam on bread and i think the other thing he, he talks about eventually here is um he just wants to hug a girl like how innocent not even you know this is not sexual not even a kiss not even just wants a hug and it, it is like the kind of the sweetest thing yeah it is and that's the big play is he is such a sweet kid and what you end up getting out of this is it is the the power of love and friendship really friendship and best friends here and then by the end you're gonna see when that's sort of gets twisted when other people try to do what he's doing it doesn't work out well for them because they're doing it in an evil way they want more mm-hmm. and even when that happens when we get to it i get all riled up because of the idea that poor denji here is so nice that when things go bad for him he tends to try to blame himself anyway but not in a way of like woe is me it always happens to me it's always like he sees other people and thinking oh man did i think i needed too much and when he says that, you're like, you want a jam on toast. That, that's what you wanted. You wanted to hug a girl. Now, in that, I'll give you a little wink, wink. Not a spoiler, but as it goes on, Denji still remains great. But he starts to up the ante of what he wants from a girlfriend. Then he starts to like, I got a hug. Maybe I could get that. It starts. It's not as innocent, but it's still pretty innocent. But it's funny in this. And you're also going to get a thing that little what happens later, like. You have our two main characters here. Something with manga that you have to remember is you may end this first chapter with everybody dead. You, nobody's <laughs> safe. You don't know what's going on. There it is, is a, a, game of, a Game of Thrones situation exactly. at all Exactly. And that does keep things on edge. And with the writer being the only, this is their property. This is their independent book. They have made it. They will be the only ones usually who will do this. So if they decide there's not a like, oh, editorial said I couldn't do that or editorial, they may have, you know, things, but they can kill their characters. They can bring new characters. They can do whatever they want because it's their property. It's their thing. And it is a single vision where and, you know, the book itself. And it's something that's kind of refreshing. There's no jumping thing of, man, I, I don't know what's going on before this. What did other writers do? It's just right here. Boom. And every every book is a jumping on point with the chapter one going you know forward. And that's something else that I think I really do like. But with that, it is the power of friendship as we go more and more. And we see that Denji, unfortunately, he's being taken advantage of. And these are the Yakuza. They are there and he's in a debt. We don't know why at this point, though. And you kind of get this deal where this guy who we thought oh man what a nice boss he's in the back of the car he has his driver there and they're talking about denji and they're making him seem again like he's nothing that this is just a kid that we can take advantage of and even the driver says this is weird you know having a kid as a devil hunter 
And it's weird that he has a devil himself. Like he's got this devil dog deal. How is that? What's going on? Is that allowed? And you get some of the rules going on. And this guy says, the Yakuza, nobody wants to deal with us legit with these devils. So we have him do it. And he does what he's told. He's like a dog that comes up pretty much a couple of times mm-hmm. in this. And then you get this jerk. I hate this guy. Oh, man. Where this, he this just wants brutal. to just shove it into Denji's face and says, hey, I'll give you 100 yen to eat a cigarette. And oh yeah, and he's excited about it. He oh thinks this is God. a great deal. That's the, that's the uh, sad part. It just goes every to show his innocence. Any normal person <laughs> is going to say, "This son of." Even if he needs the money, he's going to say, "This fucking oh fuck." I, yeah. I guess I'll do it. He's excited. <laughs> he's excited because again, what he's thinking in this in my, it's not even like he's thinking if I get a hundred yen, then not only him but me and Pochita then could eat for a couple more days. So he's all, but he's so excited. And I sit there, I'm like. Get some balls, Denji. Then I forgot he, he sold them. So he, he doesn't have them there. But even then, this guy starts laughing. And then they pull away. And this is where now you start getting the heart of this book because they go back. He's got this shack that's just, it's nothing. It's there, but it's someplace for him and Pochita to live. But even then, he just was humiliated in front of a guy, ate a cigarette, spits it out, but then says, now we'll be able to eat for three days. And he's excited. He's happy. Him and Pochita, this is like a win for them. And you want them to get more wins. And you see the Shek, and then when they go into it, he starts talking. And this is the big deal. I heard recently, and it's not even like he's seen. That's how bad his life. He's never even seen Toasted Jam. And this is the dream. This is the ultimate goal. He's and just he says, heard tales of it. Yeah, tales of the jam <laughs> on the toast. And he says, apparently, it's kind of normal to eat. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? And he's so excited. And then he says, normal is a pipe dream for us. Feels like I'm never going to finish paying off the debt. And if you do pay attention at points, you realize that his darn debt has gone up so much since the original point of that debt. It's actually increased. He's never going to get out of it. And in that, though, you might sit there and say, well, you got Pachita. He's a devil. De- Why don't you kill this guy? Why don't you try to get away? Why? And he just doesn't. He's a good kid who seems to think that's his duty because then we go to some really sad stuff. I mean, and I'll tell you, I'll I'll give it to you. It's your podcast. But I will say he does say, I want a girl to hug me. He's a kid who's filled with dreams, but the dreams are so sad that that's what he thinks. And then later thinks that he's dreaming too much. And you're like, no, you're not. But when you go off to the next deal, you do go a flashback. And one of the things that, if people aren't aware, when you do a manga flashback, you make the borders black. Anytime oh. borders are all black, that <laughs> I signifies wish I knew that flashback. Before, it, they did confuse me a couple. It took me a minute to go, oh, wait, this is a flashback. Not, so, not and and wait till you see. You'll, you'll see a couple times later then that it hits. And you're like, oh, my God. I, and when you start reading more and see that this is the case, I really wish that they might. And, and the Western comics, DC especially, DC doesn't like to look like they've taken something from somebody. They won't even give a recap page in my mind because Marvel does it and it drives me nuts. And so they, I wish they would do this. I wish somebody would go, okay, we're going to do this because once you get used to it, it's Tom so Tom King cool. could use this, use this feature. Yeah, exactly. And really, the, the funny play is people laugh when you get the trade. If you have a trade that's a lot of flashbacks, you'll look on the top and you'll see a lot of black in mm. the, the deal on the top and go, oh, man, we're really 
flashback flashbacks heavy. Flashbacks in this one. Tom Kinga would be like bouncing back and forth. The <laughs> he would need pong, several like, colors, oh. though. Yeah, you'd need yeah, like exactly. a magenta to, to put to, oh for the, like, the, the 50 years in the future and then, you know, the indigo for 100 years and another color for the three different paths and the alternate realities. Exactly, because, you know, if we're going to bash Tom King here, I'm all for it. Uh, the oh, idea that's what we do here, yeah. That's, he that's would do something just to make it more confusing. Like, I would say, mm. I always wanted this. Oh, no. Now you confused it up. It's it almost like he so writes ridiculous. a regular story and then goes back and says, hmm, this is not confusing enough. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. what can we do to make this a little difficult to understand? So it seems like I'm a good writer. And and again, going back to the Tom King, like, it's funny now. I'm, I'm in... The idea where even this from a guy, manga story, we I can know. somehow get into why, bashing. Why does, why does he seem to get in these? He gets stuck on something like all of a sudden it's repeating dialogue. Then the next thing it's and now it was the time jumping. Oh, he, he did it in both the Batman killing time and the Batman Catwoman book. Well, now I'm waiting. What is his next thing that he's going to annoy me with? I, I just it, it throws me off. I think next thing actually has already started because he has human target. And now he's going to have a Slam Bradley Gotham Year One that's coming out next month, oh and that's big. He's now noir. Is uh, you know it's noir new phase. King now. Yeah, it's he's like phase. a teenager. You know, he's just going through his phases, trying to figure out who he is. Yes. Well, there you go. Uh, hopefully, something will come out that I like of his. We'll just keep it at that. Uh, so, with that though, that is a that's a cool way I think. Where all right, this is a flashback. So boom, and you go here because again, this gives you. It's just more. And the, the weird play is, is that you're, you're really being kicked in the gut by the story over and over. This kid cannot catch a break. You end up finding out, as you'll say, why this debt happened and almost thinking he may follow suit. But in that, the thing that wins it over is he is always optimistic. He always is like, oh, man, we could get that. Pochita. We get always seems happy. Yeah, he gets a little sad and he's hungry and whatnot, but he's still just and just, you know, taking it on and trying to do it. Indeed, yeah. And yeah, this is like right before that flashback was where he had that last sort of dreamy wish about hugging a girl someday. And then yeah, we see him over a grave. And maybe it's what, what I took from this, because they don't say it directly here. What I took from this, this guy, this Yakuza guy is sitting there in the car and he says, you know, yeah, that bastard hung himself without making this month's payment and basically passes this debt on to him. So is it is it safe to say this was like his father or something that died? Yeah, and that's why he father. has the debt. Yeah. So now he has taken on his father's debt. So uh, uh, to make all this worse, this kid didn't do anything to like, it's not like he got into trouble and got into debt or, you know, got into gambling or something. Nope. He's just a kid. And his dad obviously had gotten into some trouble uh, of some kind, or who knows, maybe his dad didn't do anything either. Just like this kid didn't do anything. Uh, we can't exactly trust a, a Yakuza accounting here, but nonetheless, this is how he acquires that 700,000 yen debt, or at least that's how it starts out. Uh, but this is also the scene right when this Yakuza guy um, drives off that he meets Pochita, this devil. And he says, a chainsaw, it's it's a devil. And I guess in this world, devils are just monsters of any yep. kind. Like, they just happen. Are, they can take the form of a, a dog with a chainsaw mm-hmm. in it or what have you. And uh, well, I, I won't give away where this flashback eventually goes, but this is where uh, he meets Pochita. He, say, he says, look, look if you're going to kill me, just kill me. Get it over with. I'm going to die anyway. And he sees that he's hurt, though, because, you know, he was not, I guess, born with a chainsaw in his uh, in him. This chainsaw just fell into this devil or or perhaps another demon hunter tried to kill this this devil and you know, he got away. Um, so he's like, oh, no, are, are you going to die, too? And then he says, bite me. 
and you're like, what the hell? And this is where we learn a little bit more, uh, you know, about these devils. And then this, this is something that will definitely come into play later. Where if it, so apparently, if a if a devil drinks your blo- drinks blood, any blood, I guess human blood or mm-hmm. something, human blood, um, yep. yeah, human blood, then its wounds heal. So he he begs this Pachita, look, bite me. Uh, I don't want you to die, so just bite me. So Pachita takes a big chomp out of uh, out of Den- Denji's hand, and he says, "This is a contract. My blood doesn't come free." I'll save you, so you save me. So now they are—they're basically partners. They have done the old, um, the old blood pact, and so now because he saved Pochita's life, now Pochita is his trusty chainsaw dog. And I guess the process of of drinking that human blood must have stopped Pochita from dying from the chainsaw, and instead it just made the chainsaw part of him, which is and he's part of that. And they don't really go into the idea of him being wounded that that it could be, or he was wounded, like you said, by another devil, a devil hunter. He was just wounded. He was going to die. And I, the thing I love about this is, is you have this, these are the layers that I think that you have here that really make this work. You have a little kid. I mean, he looks young at this point. He's at his dad's grave. As we go, we see the dad got somehow tangled up with the Yakuza. That's the deal. And unfortunately, whether it was dad's fault or not, this Yakuza says you, you take the debt. Now, it seems in my mind, the way they play this out, the dad was in debt and was never going to be able to get out of it. So he killed himself. He committed suicide to get out of this. Yet this little kid who gets his father's debt for no, you know, no thing of his own does not do that. Like you would think, I said earlier, you would think that at this point you're like, I'm done. I, I can't take this. I'm just going to, I'm either going to try to escape even though I know that I'll get killed or whatnot. And even when he's at his lowest, where maybe if, you end up having Pachita. Pachita doesn't show up. He's done because they're coming back the next day and he needs all that money. He's not going to have it. It's a little kid. I This Yakuza is such a jerk. He knows this is the case. But maybe he says overnight, I don't know how much he's going to make, but actually says, go beg for it. Pour yourself out. I don't care. I'm coming back for 700,000 yen by tomorrow or you will be dead. He's telling a teenage you. boy to whore himself exactly. out again. And you're not going to get never that. In an American no. comic. But in the way that it's done, I mean, you hate this guy. You're like, you. this kid is there. His dad's gone. I mean, how we don't know the connection between him and his dad, but his dad's not there. He's on his own. We find out in a little bit his mom had already died of a heart condition. So he is on his own at a point where you would think that he might kill himself and even says when he sees Pochita, like, come and kill me. I don't care. I'm going to die anyway. And Pochita comes out and he sees that he's wounded and is, comes with an idea. And this is where he is nice, but also it seems like he has a plan. And the plan actually is pretty smart because he's got to make himself look useful to the Yakuza to actually keep alive. If he doesn't have the money, they're going to kill him. But he goes and kills, I don't even know what you'd call this devil that he had. It's like a jellyfish type deal. Something but he's, like that. He's killed a devil. It's like one of the jellyfish from like the, the Mario games early yeah, on. Yeah, then, exactly. Yeah. And it doesn't look like it's that, you know, dangerous or big when Not we see some other things, monster. right? But it is showing, hey, look what I can do. And you see that this contract, I mean, the idea of that, hey, it's a contract. Me and you are together. You save me, I'll save you. Boom, boom, boom. Even that, it almost feels like like Denji's saying, like, you coming around, thank you. You saved me. The, you're going to pay me back because we're buddies. He never, it never feels like Pachita, like, hey, remember, I told you that you had a contract with me, you jerk, or you do that, and I do. No, they're, they're partners, and they're friends, and he comes in and says, 
hey, will you hire me as a devil hunter, sir? I mean, he's such a nice kid. But that goes back to where the guy was telling the driver even about it, about the idea that the Yakuza, nobody's going to give devils to them, That but this kid will. That's the end for them. So they end up and then still take advantage of him. They take full advantage of him so that he has to do this for at least however long he lives. And then we pop out of this flashback to go back to, you know, them. And there he is. He, You have this contract. Like I said, and it feels like it could go a different way that it's like, you're my slave. Now you have to be, you have a life debt, but no, you see that they're yeah, it's there. A, it's a more of a voluntary agreement than, yeah. a, than a forced. This is the opposite exactly. of the relationship Denji has with this Yakuza guy. Yeah, the, it is. It's the exact. And it shows you in this chapter, again, of a moral story of what happens when you're a jerk and you're greedy and what happens when you're nice and, you know, help people. And when you see Denji and Pachita there sleeping, trying to sleep next to each other and they're hugging each other, it's like, oh, man, you, you almost forget about this chainsaw. It's adorable. Coming up. <laughs> it's so nice. I got to wonder if he's like, you know, nuzzling him in the night. I mean, does he get cut up from the chainsaw? Like That's what I wonder, too. I'm like, you got to watch out for that. Like, it would be funny to see like a little aside of the learning curve. Uh, Pachita just walking around even. Or maybe with this we don't chainsaw. do the nose nuzzles at night. Yeah, anymore. exactly. Uh, and and when they do kill the devils, he does hold Pachita like a chainsaw. <laughs> he ends up having the handle, the full string, and also it's kind of funny. But you end up having this deal of how you know Denji lives his life. He's so hungry he can't sleep. When he doesn't sleep, he thinks about his debt, which makes him not be able to sleep more. And then he just gets back to these dreams or what keeps him going. And it also seems to be affecting, or at least Pochita likes it too. Pochita <laughs> likes to listen to these dreams and likes this kid who is still hopeful in the worst of situations. And now th this is the crazy thing. This is something that is so crazy that it just comes out and I'm like, what? Because they're talking about this and he's talking about a girl. And he, this is his day that he wants, his dream day. <laughs> I'll spread jam on sliced bread and eat it with you, saying to Pochita. But then, There'll be a girl and I'll flirt and stuff with a girl. He doesn't know. He's just like, I heard people flirt and stuff. And then we'll play video games in our room together and I'll fall asleep with her in my arms. It's very innocent, very wholesome of what he wants. And then he says to Pachita, good dream, right? And Pachita goes, woof, woof. He looks so and happy then there. Up, <laughs> and then he ends up vomiting blood. And I'm like, what is going on? I mean, this kid can't catch a break even then where he tells Pachita, Hey, by the way, my mom died, and uh, yeah, she was coughing up blood. She has a heart condition. She had a bad heart, and it looks like she may have passed that on, whether that makes any sense or whatnot, but he seems to be having the same problem. <laughs> I can't get over happy, how happy Pochita looks, even when he's coughing up blood. It's just like, warf? Like, he's like, yeah, this is a yeah. new fun game. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh my God, what's that? That's neat. And, and he's so cute. I mean, they have, they, the idea that they sell a lot of plushies of a little dog with a chainsaw coming out of his face. Oh my God, I want one. It's, it's so I never great. thought I'd want a plushie. Oh I, yeah, I want yeah, a plushie. Exactly. And it's so unbelievable that there's no way that you could have convinced anybody that this would be the case until after they read this. But you end up where he says, yeah, my mom had a heart condition. She died this way. So you're really getting this play of no matter what's going down, the Yakuza, all that, he, he's not going to live that long. He is really not in good health. He's eating pieces of bread for his only meal for three days. And then they're even wondering, how am I going to get money for the rest of the month and things like that? So he's got everything stacked against him, everything. But yet he's still optimistic and he's still 
joyful about things and it's so crazy and then you get a knock on the door i'll give it to you then because you get a knock on the door from the yakuza and you're like ah what a jerk like he can't he's like i can't even sleep and and dream they end up grabbing me to take me he says there's a devil so it's time to go to work and this denji feels such uh, a level of duty or maybe it's not just that he just also doesn't want the yakuza guy to kill him but even while he's coughing up blood he still feels the obligation to i feel like i would just pretend i wasn't home yeah (laughs) he still feels the obligation to go hop in the car and go with this yakuza guy who then bring them to what you at first think what he thinks is just you know you got another devil okay just another job maybe we'll fight a tomato monster or something like that but no it turns out this is actually a setup because they come to this i don't know maybe it's a warehouse or something like that yeah it looks like a rundown like cement factory yeah. or something it's really you know, odd. We're, we're, we're bad guys take people to do bad stuff exactly and you know he's there he's like sir is there a devil here like i don't really see anything around here and you know he, he, this is when the Sikusa guy we, we start to realize uh you know i think even on this page even though you can see both pages at once here so it's, it's kind of to spoil the suspense because I saw what happens next before I saw should see what happens next, which maybe is a minor flaw with some of this sort of two page layout, you know, because there's no there's a reveal, but it's been revealed to me. You know, I can I can see the whole screen. Exactly. Here, so. Yes. So that's one. That's maybe one little flaw I would have in, in the system. Now, I will tell you in the deal, the way that they play it online is a little different on on the app. You actually okay. really get full one page. Gotcha. A lot I'm, on, on, the I'm app, on the screen on the on the yep. on the. So am I. Yeah, and I. When you're saying that, I'm like, yeah, you're right. But yeah, you you have mainly one page. When there's a spread, it'll spread. But yeah, you would have it a little bit of a that surprise. It does show you, and that's like you said though. You're like, oh, I see what's coming. This is not good. Well, if I didn't see what's coming, this is where I would start to get the feeling that something is amiss here because he says, you know, boy, we're really grateful. It's a classic setup. You know, something bad's about to happen. He says, we're really grateful for for you. You know, you work really cheap. (laughs) It's not like you work well. You just work for cheap shit. Uh, You're obedient like a dog. Again, with the dog stuff, he says, but the thing is, I hate dogs. Can't stand the smell. On the very next page, we see this samurai come out of nowhere and it looks like he gets Denji as well, but he mostly goes, drives his samurai sword right through Pochita. And this was my first, like, what the fuck moment? I mean, not my first what the fuck moment, but my first, like, Game of Thrones moment where I realized, okay, anything can happen here, even to this dog that I just got, got to, this chainsaw, uh, chainsaw morphed dog that I just got to know. Yeah, and it, it does get Denji a bit, too. I mean, they're, they're hurt. And... The thing, though, is I think that, like you said, though, when you come out and you get a katana and you run it through, the real threat katana, is that's the word. Yeah. Yeah, the real threat's Pachita. And so you have to make sure you take down Pachita, at least harm him, because that without that, Denji's just a kid with, you know, half his body parts. Right, missing. Half He's a just in one eye. Yeah. And I, I will even point out whether or not it's the deal because he was a young kid. But when you see him in that flashback, it looks like he has the same clothes on. I mean, now that I look, he has that white yeah. beater type deal that he had. Mm-hmm. I would assume that he bought something else, but it may, maybe it's stretched with him, but he doesn't even have money to buy clothes. And they're just going to kill him now. And one of the funny things at the bottom of this page then, where you see his boss, the head Yakuza, you see that weird little thing coming out of his, mm. his back. You don't really notice it. I didn't notice first. it the first time. Yeah, yeah but now, that's what now I'm now saying. I'm... You don't notice it because you're not thinking of anything of the sort. So you're like, oh man, right now you're wondering like, first off, why are they killing him now? Are they just done with him? This sucks. But the like I said earlier, he could be dead. I mean, he could be gone. He could be never to cut that could change. We could end up as this book follow the Yakuza. Who knows? But mm-hmm. then when you go 
to the next deal, you see that these jerk-offs ended up making a deal with their own devil. And this thing, this thing is, is horrific in a way that it's just, just disgusting. I mean, it doesn't even make much sense when you look at this thing with guts and things hanging out now. A brain shooting out the one side. It's just awful. This thing is insane. There's like a look like a, a Krang like brain up at the top. Not even at the top, just somewhere to the side. And this I mean, again, this is this is why you guys have to go just get this app. It's free, or go to the go to the website. I'll link to all the stuff in the show notes. Just if you do nothing else, but you probably will get hooked, follow along with us while you listen to this episode because it, you really need to see this to believe it. We can't really do it justice. It, it's horrific. Right. And so what the Yakuza says is, hey, we saw how great you were doing with your devil. So we made a deal with our own. We want that power. We want to go. Now, they end up not being so smart and looking into things. You might want to go. If you go, you got to look at the small print or maybe the large print and figure out what kind of devil you're making a Mm -hmm. deal with, because this is a zombie devil. And he's made them all zombies. He said, I gave him the power. Yeah, they're zombies. They're kind of connected. All this going on. Because this zombie devil Dao is going to use this horde of zombie Yakuza to now kill Denji and Pochita because he's a devil and hates devil hunters. It seems as if maybe word is getting around a little about Denji and this idea of this. And maybe the idea because this is, you know, on the download, this is underground devil hunting. And maybe that's causing a ripple. We don't know at this point. But in that, what I get from it is. Denji did not go to Pochita to get more powerful. He mm-hmm. didn't end up even, you know, seeking it out. He saw a devil that was hurt, ends up saving him, and then says, we have a contract. They became friends. It was more about helping. It was more about, in my mind, because there's Denji. He's at the grave of his dad, who it looked like he committed suicide. And Denji thinks he's going to die the next day and didn't want this little devil dog to go and die himself. It was one of those things that he felt, you know, compassion and stuff for it, and that worked out for him. These jerks, it's all greed. It's all them wanting more, and that's what happens. You end up with a zombie devil that's made you all zombies, and that's where I said earlier that it it just upsets me. It upsets me so much where... All this is going on. Denji now, too, he's hurt, but Cheetah looks like he's dying. Now Denji starts spitting out more blood. And in that, though, they're going to kill him. And he thinks that he dreamt too much. He thought that he was asking too much out of life. This is why he has the, the lot in life that he does. I think maybe I was dreaming. Maybe a normal life of what I say is not for me. Maybe I ended up going too big like these guys. And I'm like, no, no, you want it jam on toast. You wanted to <laughs> hug a girl. That's not too much. He feels guilty for dreaming those then. And it really, it really throws me. It always gets me. But then, and in the deal too, some of these manga, they are pretty horrific, blood, whatever. Some of that is tempered by it being black and white. You can show a lot of blood and you, you get it, but it's not as in your face. And also they'll do a little subtle things. Like Denji's going to get cut into a million pieces here. Him and Pochita. And you just see blades going in and out. I mean, it is horrific. You see one going right through his head at the top, but it could be a lot worse. But you're like, what the hell happened here? This was the deal. And some of these times in these, I'm like, really? Like, I went all this time. This is, I like Denji and Pachita. I, I, why are they dead? And they're just at, at a point where you don't think there's any way that they can come back. And then, like life has treated them, 
they're thrown in the garbage. They're just thrown in the garbage by these Literally zombies. Literally in the dump by zombies. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. What's even, yeah. that's even more we'll insulting. It's like, we're, we're not even good enough to, you don't eat us? Like, what? Yeah, just gonna exactly. throw us away? There's all this, like, they're, they just throw them, like, put them in the, with the rest of the garbage. And so you end up like, really? That sucks. And you see them in the garbage. And then I'm telling you, beheaded, hand over there, Pachita's cut in half. All these, a hand, a foot. I mean, everything. How can this ever be that we're going to get these characters? And, and this is where I'm thinking, what what the fuck? Like, what is this? This is like Ned Stark, Game of Thrones, only it's not episode seven. Sorry if I'm spoiling the show for anybody nine years later or whatever. But um, it, this is issue one. And how so, and, and here I'm thinking, so maybe this is about something else. Maybe this is about the Yakuza and the zombie fucking devil or somehow. But, you know, I, this is where I really realized, like, okay. Anything can happen in a manga book. And and even then, you could think, I mean, it's called Chainsaw Man. You kind of get the chainsaw with whatever. But then you think, like, are they going to be ghosts? Are we going to have ghost devil hunters? <laughs> are, are they going to be in heaven? Is, are we going to find out this world was actually not this? Like, there's all these weird ideas. And then you see the blood start dripping down towards Pochita's mouth. And I think the way and how this was set up earlier mm-hmm. with how he saved him before and their talk and things like that, I think it plays out well. Where you start to get this, oh, wait a second, that might end up doing something, especially mm-hmm. when it goes in his mouth. And this is just luck of the draw. Denji's severed head is upside down, and the blood that he was spitting out starts to go down and then hits down below him where Pachita's head is and goes in the mouth. And then you end up where, as I said, and I like the transition here. And when people do it well, I like it. And this took me a second because I was like, oh, are we jumping forward? Like they got out of this. okay?" but then I. Yeah. And so you see how they even did it here, where all of a sudden the border between these two things on the same page starts Mm -hmm. to darken. Boom. We're in flashback. And then we end up seeing more of this and it very cinematic in my mind where you end up having them die the blood goes into pachita's mouth and then you go back to a scene where at this point they're just cutting trees they're trying to get the money they have their bread again eating it but it's like hey you know what i will have one regret if i die it's that you will be by yourself you could starve to death you could get killed by other devil hunters and then says i heard some devils can take over dead bodies and i like where he's mm-hmm. thinking ahead and even giving it's not just like eh, take it over he's like listen if i die i'm giving you my body you take it right but wait until i'm buried because then the yakuza they won't know that you had come he's back really then, thought this through yeah like. he thought it out and that's sad that he has thought this out right and again this denji at this point i think he's like 17 in my mind somewhere around there there's probably a way you can go check exactly but It's a 17-year-old that's fully planning out their funeral and, you know, the will. And that's sad that you would think you'd have to do that. And he ends up where I'm going to give my body to you. And what what he wants him to do, just go live a normal life. Get the hell out of here. Wait till they leave. You know, come out of the grave like you're some monster and then run. Get out of here. He can't leave because they already said, we'll we'll track you down and kill. But if he's dead already, oh, my God, go Mm -hmm. and make my dreams come true. Please do that for me. So at this point, I think even Go then you're thinking. Go hug a girl and get some toast and jam. Yeah, hug a girl, <laughs> toast and jam. Zombie body. Denji ends up, you know, when Pochita takes it over, all of a sudden he does that in like a day. He's like, this wasn't so hard. I'm like hugging the ladies. I'm, uh, but I thought at this point when I first read it, okay, what we're going to get is now a Pochita book, which, okay, I love Pochita, but oh man, you know, it's the two of them. But then you see him in 
it kind of it is kind of horrific and disgusting as he's being put back together. It almost looks like it's not even real, like a mannequin type deal or whatever, as he starts to reform. But the big play here is, is that when he does, Denji is there laying. He's together. He's come together. But Pachita's on his chest, almost like, you know, an alien. I mean, talking the alien, the movie, like he's there. And you're wondering, like, what's going on? And then you have a weird play. And this is a weird play that I, I wish that because there's something that happens here that got me so sad by the end. But you end up where they're there in the the garbage. They're talking like they're alive. They're back. Everything's fine. Back to normal. And you finally end up having Pachita talk, which is the cutest thing when you end up like, oh, my God, Pachita, you did take my body like I told you. And then he says, yeah, I've always loved listening to you talk about your dream. And then Pachita makes a contract. And this is important. And this is something that they might have stressed a little better because he said, this is the contract. I'll give you my heart in exchange. Show me your dreams. And then he jumps out. Now, remember the idea. He had a bad heart. His mom, mm-hmm. that whole deal, he was going to die. That's fixed now. I mean, Pochita legitimately now is his heart. He, he ends up in, <laughs> And this plays out later where people will talk to him and get mad at him like, oh, no, no, you know, I have my devil in my heart. And like, yeah, I know you're sentimental crap. No, no, really. It's my heart. Like, he'll have that. But <laughs> he doesn't not really a metaphor. know. Yeah, he doesn't really know <laughs> what exactly is going on at this point. But I love when he jumps up and again, it's something that it's not subtle, but it is a bit where when he jumps up, he doesn't have an eye patch anymore. He's got his eye mm-hmm. back. He's got everything back. This brand is a new body, Denji. brand yeah. new day. 2.0. Denji. Boom. He is healed. I, I'm assuming he's got his other testicle back. Yeah, too. I he's mean, they got didn't... two balls. <laughs> he seems to of everything's back. This is a, you know, rejuvenation. This is a thing that's not exactly, hey, Denji's, but this is him as something new. Because then you even have him look down and he has, and that's a pretty cool deal. He has <laughs> Denji's <laughs> full string out of his chest. And as we go, that's what he does to become Chainsaw Man. He is now a, a devil human hybrid. It's not, you're not exactly like really pushed at that, but he is. And I think that with the eye and all this that is going, it's so fucking cool. It's when so crazy, Chainsaw right? Man. Holy fuck. So he ends up getting up in the, that, that zombie devil. What? I mean, and now he realizes, zombie, we, we got to eat him. Like, they come to the realization we shouldn't just cut him apart. And I got the idea that the zombie devil at first, he didn't eat them because he just wanted to kill it. And it's disgusting. This guy, get him out of my face or whatever. But he's like, oh, my God, I hate these devil hunters. Now we have to eat him. This is the worst. He's a freak. I love that. You know, eat that freak. He's yelling to zombies and he's a horrific thing. And there's poor you know, Denji with a pull string out of his <laughs> chest. But that's where, again, he starts saying, these guys asked for too much. They ended up wanting a better life. Maybe I'm the same. I should have been happy as long as I had Bochita, but I still dreamt of a better life. And yeah, he's like, man, but dreaming. It's such an important aspect of his character, I think, too, that, that he's all he's no matter what happens, zombies, Yakuza, he's always blaming himself in some way which just adds to his innocence and adds to your you know your affection to the character and it gets you behind like it gets you in the idea of like you're a friend where anybody has a friend that's in a bad relationship or doing something stupid and you get angry but you love them that's why you're angry Mm -hmm. i get so angry at denji at points because when you said earlier where it's hey they knock on the door he's bleeding out the blood and 
you said he goes sense of duty. Maybe it isn't. Maybe he goes. I think it is. A sen- I think he always wants to do the right thing at this point. I think that he feels like he, oh, he doesn't mope around. My dad's dead. It, never once does he say anything about, oh, my dad really screwed me with this. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. If he wasn't such a jerk. To the point where we know nothing about the dad because he's just going on. This is what he accepts. And when they call him a dog, it's the worst because you end up thinking, oh, man, that's an insult. But a lot of people love dogs. Like (laughs) I, we have two dogs and I love them. Because they're dogs and the things that they're looking at. Well, he has the innocence of a dog in the same way. And and the loyalty. But that's the stuff that I love about dogs. Mm -hmm. And so, but they're using it and twisting it to make it a bad thing, to make it an insult. But yet it's something in my mind that is good. And and that's why we love Denji. Not because he's a dog or whatever, but because he doesn't end up getting upset at things. And again, there are other times... It's not like he's skipping to my Lou all the time and yahooing and, you know, doing a freeze frame fist pump in the air. (laughs) He just keeps going and doesn't complain. And when he gets little things, he does get happy. And the biggest thing is to be with Pochita. So you end up really, really getting behind him. And what you end up having at this point, which you can take over. But what I think in my mind is you are waiting for that time where he can get back. Like, you end up, it's nice enough for him to be dutiful and wholesome. But boy, at this point, it is built in the reader that you want people to suffer because of what they've done to him. And to have him be able to do it makes it even better. And it's it gets crazy, right? Yeah. And that is all why what makes all of this build up, this entire issue of seeing Jenny, uh, Denji's innocence, uh, his relationship with Pochita, uh, always sort of blaming himself, blaming his own dreaming. This all serves to build up to this one moment where he finally does. He says, all right, if you're going to get in our way, then die and pulls on this... Uh, what do you call those things? Pull changing. string. Pull string. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. I, I, I don't use my hands much, Jim. I don't really, I don't use chainsaws. Yes. Um, I, yeah, I don't. I don't oh, do I'm telling you what I wanted here. I thought it'd be really funny of it. Like, cause what on our lawnmower, you know, a lot of lawnmowers would have those. And I'm like, Eight times I'm trying to do this. I have to prime, and I'm like, I hope he doesn't have the problems. <laughs> they did I like four pages shit. of him just trying to get exactly. it started. Exactly. He's like, come on, come on, Pachita, come on, is there, start. Is there gas? Like, is this thing? I am is, out of gas. Do you have to gas the <laughs> chainsaw that's inside Pachita? Like, do you have to pour gas into Pachita's ass or what? I think that now I go with the idea because it's funny you say that because while they're going, I always assumed, okay, he needs to be fed. But in this, I think. He just needs the dreams. He, just he is <laughs> fed by dreams and hope is what I go by. But boy, things get dark here. <laughs> this is where he pulls on the string and suddenly, finally, after all these pages, you really, really understand what Chainsaw Man is here. And when you first recommended Chainsaw Man, I'm, I'm thinking maybe this is just a guy that carries a chainsaw. Perhaps it's a guy that has a chainsaw, I don't know, or an arm or something like that. No, that's not what this Chainsaw Man is. This chainsaw man, I don't even know how to describe his... uh, Somehow he got two chainsaws. I'm not really sure how we can explain that, but mystical devil magic is how we'll explain that. And his face is just is also a chainsaw. (laughs) So now, so I guess when he pulls this string, he he, the through the the devil magic, he turns into this insane chainsaw wielding insane and and uh, again, like everything here, you you need to to just go see it. You just have to see it. It's such a great deal when it goes now. Just as an aside, there's the one page where you really see the head. You see yeah, that the, the main zombie. It's yeah. just and it makes it where when you see this, the the 
maybe the fear would I think he has be chainsaw the idea. legs too. He does. Yeah, yeah. He has chainsaw. Yep. Every appendage is a chainsaw as well as and his face. You almost think like, oh my god, I hope he can control that. Like, what the heck is going on? But he seems to be, and he's going at it now. To look at it, there is something again. It's mentioned later. It's not a full spoiler, but I think it works out well here to mention the idea. When you see, you look at that page, you see the chainsaw in his arm. You can see that this is not just him holding chainsaws in his arm. These blades are coming out of his arm. His arm is pretty much sliced in half with this going. And as he goes on, he does end up saying later, this hurts him. This ends up really hurting him as he does this. This is not a pleasant thing. It Loss of blood, all this stuff. It ends up being something that really takes a toll on him, but he still uses it because it's cool as hell. I mean, it really is. And when he goes and he ends up just ripping through zombies and then jumps at that main thing. <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you awesome again. Two, I guess what should be a two-page spread. It uh, is, yeah. Physical and, book. Whew, he ends up putting his arm, his one chainsaw arm, through the eye of this awful thing while he's also kicking it, doing all these things, all that. Again, the violence in this is so over the top that I don't think you'd have something quite like this in a mainstream Western comic. But it, it is satisfying to see him do this. And I think that without leading into it with the wholesome Denji and Pachita, you, you might not be, a, you know, for this, not that you'd say all oh, that's what, but the idea when you're seeing this, you're actually cheering on what is horrific. Yeah. You're horrific not horrified. You're horrified in a, in a yeah. sense, but you're more, you feel like they deserve it at this point. Yeah. So you're, oh, not, yeah. you're, you're horrified while rooting for it because you know, like, yeah, these are fucking demon zombies. Now you can, up, root for, you can root for them to die. It's okay. Yeah. I mean, the the only thing that they could up it because it's demon, zombie, Yakuza, who really just make them Nazis as well and just go to town. I mean, really, you end up at setting up where he can really kill a complete warehouse of bad guys that really you want them dead and you don't think anything of it. Zombies anyway, even if you I mean, you could even go and he's helping them out. But the funny thing is he's laughing and then he does the math. If I kill a, he's, he's actually, this is the craziest <laughs> thing where he, in his mind, he is killing the people, he's especially the big boss. Yeah. <laughs> the big boss is going to die. You don't have to worry. But he says in his mind, this makes sense. If I kill all of you, my death's done. <laughs> I, I'm free. And I'm like, okay. I'm just thinking, if you killed this motherfucker with the chainsaw, like, like 10, 20 pages ago, you're dead. Yeah, free too. Exactly. I'm like, all right, you're doing it. And so you have that. And then boom. So jarring, I think, in a bit where all of a sudden three people show up, a lady and two guys. They look like, you know, men and women <laughs> in black. They show up. You don't even see their faces. He is ripping apart. And it's a way to to show, you know, he's killing zombies, zombies. But you don't have to show all that. You don't have to go that full. I mean, it's gory, but he's doing his business as these other people walk in and they're like, oh, we got a live one. You're like, who the hell is this? And yeah, you end up where. This girl walks up, just walks right up to Denji. He's still chainsaw man, but you can see that he's worn out. You know, he can't even lift the chainsaws, it seems, at the one point. And she says, it's not human or devil. And then says, did you do this? And that's where you see, like, he's about to just collapse. And he says, hold me. And in the craziest deal, she grabs him and hugs him. He gets his hug. How is that like the thing where if I that that's one of his dreams, he got his dream, but it's in such a weird way, but it works because then he ends up coming out of being chainsaw. He's back to Denji and she says, you're human. And this whole thing, and this is the big play here 
is he possessed? You end up having the one guy saying this woman will be one of the main characters going forward. And she says he's not possessed. Mm-hmm. No, I don't see it. It's not in his face. So because they made an agreement. You, it's a friendship, yeah, not a it's possession. a friendship again. It shows you that this isn't. And I think that maybe you have to play this up, too, because some people may get. And I actually thought at one point when I first read it, is this actually Denji still or is it, you know, Pachita? And now he's come. But no, it's it's both. It's not a possession. And this is something that they're sort of merged into one being. Yeah. Yeah. And. She was here, that, that zombie devil, they're there to do that. They were there. They're the public safety devil hunters. They showed up to kill this one zombie devil. It Which was really there. makes me wonder, well, I guess if, she, if they only thought it was one zombie devil, maybe that, but it makes me wonder, like, what powers do these three have that, you know, that, you know? I know, and it, with that, too, were, would they have been in trouble? I mean, they were coming into a warehouse that they were not aware of. They thought it was one devil, but, and then she says, and again, you, you play it off, Again, almost like the Yakuza, because now, and there's always these contracts and deals in this that's very big in it. But she says you have two choices. One, be killed by me as a devil, or two, be kept by me as a human. And then starts with the dog things again. Yeah, but at now this he's point, dog again. yeah, you're like, really? But this seems like, it still seems a little like, like oh, he's worried her about it. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah like- exactly. And that's it, exactly is what you, you think. And this doesn't feel as bad. Like you're like, okay, because then she says, I'll give you food. And this is so funny. You can barely talk F- food. <laughs> and he's like, what would I have for breakfast? And she just thinks that it's like, well, let's see. Well, bread with butter and jam. Boom. You're already Obviously, there. Because everyone has that. <laughs> yeah. He's already in. I mean, he, yeah, it's one of those, you done. had me at jam. But yeah. then she even says it goes more. That's the thing. I think that it plays out where he says, I dreamt for too much. I wanted too much. But mm-hmm. here you see. He's going to get more. I don't know why you're eating salad at breakfast. His face I, it, here. It, I mean, <laughs> it throws me. I think that's why he's like salad. It's like he sees the light of heaven <laughs> yeah. when he hears about dessert. He's exactly. Like, this is not and even he, on his radar no. or something that can be considered. <laughs> yeah. Salad, coffee, and maybe dessert. And yeah, it's like, oh, he's like, oh my God. Like, what, am I dead? Is this heaven? And then he says, it's so good a deal because it's been dealing with the That's a dream come true. As he's laying in her arms, kind of at that point, still with just horrific zombie mayhem all around him. I'm like, oh, my goodness gracious, look at this. But that's the, you know, in and out. And when you go forward with this, you end up having, and this is, her name's Makima. You'll end up having her continue. She's a higher up, but you'll be introduced to other characters in this, you know, public safety devil hunting. And you actually get like a quote unquote special squad. That he ends up, and that's what she's thinking already, that this would be somebody that we put in this. And when you get to it, you have some really, really good characters. And everybody has their own opinion of, you know, Denji being, you're hunting devils, and he is kind of, you know, a devil inside him and stuff like that. Not to mention the NXS song, but you end up where it's really a cool play. And and I think that without, you know, going too far into this. They have to use Devil Inside as a, as a theme song for oh, the series somehow. Be. I mean, come I, on. That'd be so but, uh, great. Fork out the money. Come, come on. <laughs> I'll pay for it. I don't have anything. But <laughs> we'll I'll start a GoFundMe. I do like an excess. So with that, though, you get what I think is the best of all the stuff that you get in a manga. You get a story that keeps you on your toes throughout. You end up where when you started out, you have no idea what the hell this is. There's no like, oh, it's Batman. Oh, it's Iron Man. No, you don't know what's going on. And the twist and turns, but really what it's based on and what all of the great manga in my mind and the stuff I like, at least personally, is based on is 
you actually get such good character work that by the end of the first chapter, it's oversized, but you are behind the character. And usually what happens in these really good ones that I like, you don't even have really the story that's ongoing. I had to keep saying like, oh, this is her ongoing. All you have is a pretty much one and done deal, but you are so into the character that you want to follow the character. And I think that plays out and it's something that gets lost in the translation a lot of times with Western comics. They think it's the, you know, the story or the, no, the, if you love a character, you'll even follow them through maybe some downtimes. Maybe you have a couple chapters that really aren't the great, but you love the character. So you keep going. And that's the way to get somebody obsessed with a book in my mind. If I might make a, a an analogy to pro wrestling, uh, this show also airs yeah. on the North South Connection feed, uh, which is a, a largely pro All wrestling right. audience. Uh, so we mix it mix it up with them a bit. But you know, to compare it to pro wrestling, you know, there's a lot of wrestlers revered uh, as like amazing technical wrestlers. I don't know if this is the best example. Mm-hmm. Like Chris Benoit was always uh, referenced this way. Of course, he's he's better known for some other stuff that we don't need to yeah. get into. Um, but you know, or, or I, don't, I don't know about Bret Hart, but there's a lot of people that revere like these technical wrestlers. And I do too. I enjoy watching them. But at the end of the day, the guys that get big, the guys that, you know, that have, they have the crowd going nuts for them, it's not necessarily like being a good technical wrestler could enhance the, that, the experience. But yeah. at the end of the day, it's, it's the characters that the crowd falls in love with because of the character. Because if you don't care about the character itself, yeah, you can see the greatest technical match you've ever seen. But if you didn't care about the result because you weren't into the character, it's not going to have that same effect. So I think that really uh, is very similar to... Um, this year, this year with the characters mm-hmm. and, and what makes good comic characters when you're into the character. Yes, you need good stories. But if you don't have the if you don't care about the character, you can have the, the coolest, quote unquote, story in the world. It's just not going to resonate in the same way. And then that's why the story is so effective, because you really you can't you'd, you'd be a freaking demon of some kind if you didn't yeah. or a devil, if you didn't love Denji. I mean, he's just so incredibly innocent, even while murdering zombies relentlessly with his chainsaw appendages, his chainsaw face. You can't help but think, what a great kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, I think the wrestling analogy is great because you're right. Some of the greatest technical wrestlers didn't have the mic skills and end mm-hmm. up where when they make these lists, they don't mention them because it is entertainment as well. And so you end up where like a Bob Backlund or so, you know, somebody right. back in the day, things like that. That and, and when you do have those wrestlers, usually what you do is then you have to get them, you know, a manager that can end up yelling or a partner that mm-hmm. can do the things and so like that. But the, it is true that it is the character work that does it, that sells everything else. And I, yeah, and I think that that this chapter really does it. But even in stuff like a My Hero Academia, things like they really do go pull out that first chapter to make you love the main character or even I mean, even if it's hate, if it's something that is to push that deal. You will have a feeling for that and want to see what goes on. So I think that that's one of the things that hopefully people who read this along with us will will get and then go off and, you know, read other things. Some things not as good. Some things may be better. But, yeah, I'm glad that you liked it. That, that was my main thing. Well, that was actually my, my biggest fear was was exactly yeah. what happened, Jim, is that I would like this too much. And yeah. I've already, you know, I already shared this, the the link with my stepson. He's in the manga, too. So I'm like, well, between awesome. the two of us, I kind of can't justify not by paying this $2 yeah. a month. So that's happening. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, just, and we didn't even say that. The app is $1.99. You get all that stuff we said free, day and date, new stuff, $1.99. And there's so much on it. There's so much to love, right? Yeah, so it's a brilliant business model, really. Actually, even even giving away the last chapters because if you're just getting into this thing, yeah, sure, maybe you're getting the most recent issues. But if if you get into it, you got to go back and get that archive. And for two dollars, yes. it's like, why not? You know, yeah. so and so then you it? have to read up to that point, which it, it is. It is a great model. I I do love it, and I do love 
manga. But thanks for having me on for talking about it. That, sure thing. That was well, awesome. one one more piece of business. We do do a scoring system here on SPC. Now we usually, I know you guys just do a, a kind of whatever you're feeling out of ten. We we like to divide it into the art and the uh, writing. I'll let you do it however you like. I, I'm kind of wondering, maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe I should do mine first so I'm not tainted by yours. Okay. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking of my grade for this in real time. Uh, I, I try not to go into an, a recording knowing exactly what I'm grading things, even if I might have an idea in my mind. Because I want to talk it out with Ramzo and like, I might feel differently a little bit anyway by the end as I did the beginning. In this case, I mean, I, I already felt pretty strongly about this book. And, but I think even talking to you about it somehow even rose that up a little bit because there's just little, little things here and there, little aspects of Denji's character, um, even just the, the thing where he's always uh, sort of beating himself up for dreaming. Just the, the most innocent thing you can imagine, dreaming about toast and a hug, and he's beating himself up for it. I mean, it's just little character traits like that are just are just so perfect. And I think every beat just hits so perfectly in this, including the entire story, because it's so unexpected. I mean, there's there's probably eight times in this 50-page issue that I'm going, holy fuck. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and literally out loud, like where I'm, <laughs> wherever I just may be sitting. Uh, so, and it's rare. It's very rare that a comic can do that to me. Um, I, I, I honestly, I, I don't know what kind of greater I could be. I think I would really be nitpicking if I tried to give this anything other than a five I, I, for writing. I mean, I think I love this. And why beat around the bush? I think the art complements it absolutely perfectly. I can find no flaws in it. In fact, there's there's just so many instances where there's just little... I mean, even just the look on Den- Denji's eyes in this last page. I mean, that it's so simple, but so effective. The way he's looking up, um, somehow you can even feel like an angelic light shining upon him because the way they do the black around his face um, there's just so many little details that, and I think having it in black and white for the most part, except for those first two pages, really helps add to those details in a way that they wouldn't be conveyed as as well if it was in color. So I think the, the art was clearly done with this black and white in mind, and it it almost feels like a colored black and white book if that if that makes sense because there's there's different shades to the character's hair and the skin. That's the thing people don't realize how you know detailed the shading is that makes up for it. It, it really does. Exactly. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Um, I honestly think I have to give the art a five. I'm giving this a perfect tangent. This is <laughs> fucking incredible. I, I love this. This is one of my favorite things I've ever read. And every time I read it. I mean, there'd be no reason for 10 to exist if this couldn't achieve that. Exactly. And and that's the thing. Old Eric Shea that I record with, he says, if you give a 10, you have to give it up. But the problem is, is that you want more 10s. And that's why well, I keep right. going. And it's and you said everything that I think as well. I mean, the character work, you love Denji, you love Pachita problem is is with pachita and his chest it kind of is a shame where you're like ah you know but you'll see as you go forward what goes on but with that the the idea of black and white art you said it this shading makes up and and at the point where when you're done i just end up while you were talking i'm just you know fidgeting through the deal you go back to the beginning and it doesn't quite look as right then when you see mm-hmm. the color yeah. pages you're like I, I don't know that i like them in color i like it better in the black and white which is crazy at first you do because it's like yeah. jarring to go back to black and white exactly. but now now that i've gotten through it i i don't think i would have wanted this whole no. book in color it yeah, wouldn't have come across the all. same five and a five i go art five story five all that i think that it's well deserved one of the best things that i've ever read so i hope that people do and i've talked about this with a lot of people and you know, even had a podcast with it about this already, and I, I would talk about it again. I, I love talking about this chapter. I love it, and it really gets me fired. Right, up. As soon as we're done with this, we're gonna do Chainsaw Man issue one again, <laughs> yes. a bonus show for patrons only. <laughs> bonus, and then we'll. But that'll be the evil Mark and Jim. We don't like it. That <laughs> we point. hate like, this we shit. Don't like a piece this. of shit. He should Anybody just pay his fucking debt. This is an asshole. Look at this guy. He's a wimp. 
I mean, yeah. What and, a little and, pussy <laughs> this kid is. My God. Uh, that'd be great. Uh, but yeah, I'm perfect score. Perfect score throughout. Yeah, so. Well, Jim, thank you so much for, for valiantly attempting to fill the shoes of a young Latino yes, boy I learning tried. to read. We do appreciate that. Uh, of course, before I let you go, I got to give you a chance to plug anything and everything that you guys do over at Weird Science. Because uh, yes. if, and especially if you're a patron as I am, I mean... Like I hate to say this, but it's true. The amount of patron, the, the value of the, the Weird Science Patreon is the greatest that there is in the comic book space, including ours, unfortunately. I don't know how you oh do my. it, but you do it. And it's an incredible, uh, incredible amount of content. And look, I'm only at like the $5 level. And I know you have bonus shows that for even higher, higher level. So I know there's stuff that I'm not even seeing. So I'm to this day blown away by how you produce all this much content. But yeah, it's very we do impressive. a lot of that. Uh, just on the regular feeds, we have our DC Comics podcast. We have it. our main show comes out Sunday night where me and my man Eric go through a bunch of books. We have a, sometimes if there's a lot of books, because we do tend to go into detail about them and yakety yak. So sometimes we'll even have a Friday night show and maybe even a Wednesday show as well. And that's the same thing for our Marvel. We end up having a Marvel podcast weekly review show. We go through the books and that as well. But just to point with this, we have manga reading club shows and I'll, I'll end up giving you our link tree thing that you can end up putting in the show notes. But we do have reading clubs each day of the week. And we have My Hero Academia, Spy Family, Demon Slayer, Jujutsu Kaisen, Chainsaw Man, which we have as well, which is kind of cool that we went through this. Also, Death Note and Dragon Ball. So each day of the week that goes Monday through Sunday, each day there's a different one of those and then we also have a manga monday show where we do some new stuff and some you know other stuff as well there's a lot and it just ends up being overwhelming for me i i can't remember all the things we do and then we have our patreon but i'd rather people go and listen to our regular show first and if they like that then they can check out the patreon but i'll, I'll end up giving you like i said a link tree they can click on all of this nonsense and and go listen to us and there's a lot and hopefully there's something for somebody to like well, sweet. We will link to that over in our show notes at secondprintcomics.com. Thank you again, Jim, for coming on. And uh, thank you for introducing me to this. I mean, I, I, I knew I would get in my foot into this at some point, but yeah. I really needed someone to be like, okay, we need to do this for a podcast. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. that's what I, okay, fine, fine. Now it I'll was it. funny. And, I'm telling you, when you said, hey, what should we do? I didn't even think, I'm like, oh man, I'm going to get him in the manga. I heard you talking about like a little bit of what you had read or whatnot. And I'm like, nope, I'm going to get him full in. So I'm glad that you let me do this. Thanks a lot. All right, well, now I have to go tell my wife just to not expect to hear from me for, I don't know, three exactly. or four weeks while I dive into Chainsaw Man and, and everything else on this app because it's 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 madness. But uh, yeah. thanks again, Jim. I really do appreciate it. And for everyone out there, we only ask one thing of you each and every week. That is to continue to read comics and change the world. 